Welcome, Traveler, to the Inn at the Edge of Greenwood, a cozy roleplay podcast where adventurers from many realms come to tell their tales. You won't find any dice rolls or TTRPG mechanics here, just good old-fashioned make-believe and storytelling. We hope you enjoy your stay, and if you do, that you let us know with a review. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's grab something hot to drink and listen to a story. Dear friend, the post today should bring five new chickens that I recently ordered from Trawbridge. I admit I paid more than I usually do and may have been taken advantage of, but a reliable source told me that these chickens have been enchanted to lay larger eggs and more of them. I suppose time will tell. And if I lose money, oh well. What's the point of life if not to take a risk every once in a while? Today's story features one of the more instigating characters we've ever had come through the inn. And the smell he left behind, I'm still trying to get out of the woodwork. The Inn at the Edge of Greenwood, Book 2, Chapter 8, A Furbolg and His Barrel. It's been a long time on your feet and walking since uh, you had to sell your horse a few towns back in order to, uh, you know, provide the coin you needed to to fill your belly uh, instead. And it's been, you know, a a tough kind of shake for you in that you've seen some ups and downs in how heavy your coin purse is. And this is one of those, uh, one of those down moments, but you're sure it's going to turn around and pick back up again. It always does. That being said, you've had to hoof it for a little while and you've been walking. uh, You decided to walk through the night uh, this last night. It was, it was a very clear night. You're on a road um, and yeah, decided to, to just give it a try uh, and go walking. So as the dawn breaks and the sun starts to come up, you're definitely feeling tired. Uh, you're, you're feeling the fatigue, but still kind of enjoying taking in the rural sites. You're up in a in the, the northwestern part of the kingdom uh, where you've been before maybe a couple times, but uh, but haven't spent a ton of time. But there's a lot of pine forests and mountain ranges in the distance, and there's a little bit of chill in the air uh, just uh, from from kind of late summer, early autumn um, mornings. And you haven't seen anybody for a little while. You've been you've been walking and haven't come across other travelers or another town. And then cresting over top of a little hill, you see the top of the building, and ah, there we go, new new place to to maybe get a bite to eat and maybe some work. So you keep walking and the the building comes over the hill a little bit more and you see uh, very quickly that it's a solitary building. There are no other houses or shops or anything. It's just this one building on a hill right off the road. It's a two-story structure, field stone base, wooden walls, white kind of whitewashed up. Um, you see uh, stables attached, a couple other small outbuildings. And it kind of looks like it could be like a tavern or an inn. And sitting on the step out front, you see uh, what appears from this distance to be either maybe a human or a half-elf um, who is sitting on the porch 
uh, right on the edge of it, kind of dangling his feet and holding uh, what looks to be a mug and a book. And he seems to be just engrossed in his morning routine. Uh, it's, a, it's a young man with, with shaggy brown hair uh, and simple clothes. Uh, and he doesn't immediately see you uh, or recognize you as you begin to walk. You're still a little distance from him. Hmm. I'll, uh, I think Blavin will first of all just uh, <clears throat> just do a quick uh, disguise self. I think he'll just make himself appear as a human. Uh, just okay. to, It's always best not to draw attention in these kind of places. Um, and uh, just sort of take a stride forward and... Uh, hello there! You wouldn't happen to be open for business now, would you? The young man kind of looks up and, and starts a little bit. Uh, he was very engrossed in his book and didn't uh, didn't quite see you coming up. And he goes, oh, uh, welcome, Traveler. Uh, indeed we are. Why don't you uh, pop on in? And uh, he's starting to kind of get up and, and grab, gather his things and uh, pop on in and I'll, uh, I'll fix you up something. Um, what's, oh, your, uh, what's, your what's your preference? Um, you can call me Blavin. Pleasure to meet you. Oh, hi, Blavin. Um, I meant your preference for breakfast, but I appreciate the name. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. It's been a long, um, it's been a long journey, and I've uh, been walking for a while. I don't normally... Uh... It's early. Where Have exactly you been... am I, if I may ask? Where, where oh, is this? so this is... Um, were you coming from Trawbridge area or from down in Kea? Down in Kea, yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah, so you're, if you're headed uh, up towards potentially in a port or whatnot, you're you're actually hitting right where the elven borders are. Um, this is the Greenwood, as, as we call it locally. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Must have uh, taken a wrong turn. But uh, anyway, uh, yes, sorry. Um, uh, breakfast. That would be uh, great. <laughs> All right. Uh, bacon, eggs? Um, jelly fish? Probably. I'll have to check. It's going to be sure. a day old. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And he opens the door and kind of walks in, leaves it open for you. And I'll you follow him behind and I'll disappear. Just, oh, sorry. Excuse me, friend. I, I, in my confusion, I didn't actually catch your name. Oh, uh, I'm the innkeeper here. Um, my name's Henry, but you can just call me. You can just ask for the innkeeper. Oh, of course. Well, can I ask Henry, what are you reading? Oh, uh, this. Um, so this is a... Well, honestly, I, I don't know how good it is, but it's a it's a it's a fictionalized uh, novel, um, "The Day the Sky Broke" uh, by Gorg of Excessa. Um, I <laughs> kind of got swindled into uh, taking it as a, a bit of a payment for some goods in exchange for coin that I was supposed to be given, but it has turned out to be a pretty interesting read. Huh? Would you? Uh... Be so kind. Would I, could I have a look? Just whilst I wait for my breakfast, I, I haven't had anything, any sort of stimulus for a, for a few days, and I get a little bit antsy. You see? Uh, sure. Um, it'll be. Uh, and and he kind of like starts to come towards you and give the book, but also like you see a little bit of like, um, kind of reading you real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, uh, it'll be five silver for for breakfast. Oh. Kind of, of waits to give you to the book until you hand over the silver. Sure, sure. I'll give him six silver and say. Thank you for the book. Uh, oh, of course, make sure you get it back. Of course, of course, mm. no doubt. And hands it over to you. And then he disappears into mm. a back room. As you come into the, the building proper, what you see is a large open kind of almost banquet hall style room. 
Uh, it's got very high ceilings. There is a second floor, but this main room seems to be vaulted up uh, with these big wooden beams that go across. Uh, it's got an L-shaped bar that is on the right-hand side, kind of right out, right in front of the door that you came in. Little coat rack off next to that. Mm -hmm. uh, the door that he disappeared was the kitchens behind the bar. And then looking to your left, there's this big open hallway with tables and chairs set up and a big roaring fireplace at the other end. And you do see a stairway um, kind of on the opposite wall that leads up to, to probably where the rooms are or whatnot. Mm. I'll, um, Blavon will, uh, un sort of, uh, unfurl his, uh, big barrel that's on his back, uh, and he'll leave that, like, uh, uh, by the door, kind of, um, almost like he, if he could put it behind the door so the door can't open, like, the whole way, like it would hit okay. the, hit the, the barrel a little bit. Uh, now, was the old... barrel disguised when you did it, when you did disguise self? Uh, no, no, I think I'll, ke I'll keep the barrel looking, okay. uh, as is, uh, but I'll, uh, yeah, uh, just an old technique. He, uh, gets a little worried about people following him. So he likes to make the entrances a little harder to get in and out. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So yeah, he'll make his way in, uh, sit down, adjust his sort of glasses and, uh, flip open the book and, and just start having a little, a little read, I think. Yeah, it is a bit of a... Um, sensationalized account of some events that happened uh, a couple of years ago uh, that you remember uh, very vividly because mm. a couple of years ago, all of a sudden, all these cracks began forming in the sky itself. Um, and there's a lot of different rumors as to what and why that happened. Um, and the farther out from perhaps the capital cities you go, uh, the more outlandish the, the tales get. This... Uh, particular account seems to be uh, implying that it was a, you know, a band of evil wizards who were stopped by a group of dashing heroes. Uh, and it kind of follows the exploits of, of some of these heroes and, and their, their, you know, race to stop the sky from breaking and their inevitable um, somewhat failure as obviously uh, the sky still has the cracks in it today. I think um, uh, Blavin just chuckles to himself, just r reminiscing about the uh, the night that the the cracks appeared. Uh, <laughs> he just, <laughs> oh yeah, that was a messy one. <laughs> and then he sort of remembers it himself, was. looks and around. You've, you've is, heard... is everyone else in the in the uh, tavern, by the way, or is it just me currently? There is not at the moment. It's very early, um, but you, you probably it's like you know seven o'clock at this point. Um, sure. But so no one, no one's either come down or come in. Um, okay, but you do hear lots of commotion in the kitchen, just you know, pans being moved and, th and barrels and things, and just people working in the kitchen getting ready for the day. I'll just. Do you need a hand? Are you all right? Uh, no, thank you. We'll, we'll just be a moment. All right. <clears throat> so you sit for a moment and kind of read a little bit from the book and take in your surroundings. You do eventually hear the creaking of stairs as. Um, you look and see a couple of folks coming down uh, from the uh, from the upstairs, and you see uh, an older gentleman um, who's looks like he's lived a really hard life um, with kind of long, scraggly gray black hair and a little bit of a limp to him. Um, but he gives you a nod as he comes down, and then behind him uh, are a couple that are coming down, two halflings who uh, look very young and uh, are kind of whispering and giggling to each other and, and look to be on some sort of maybe holiday or whatnot. Mm. Uh, and they all kind of find, they, the man and the, the couple kind of find separate tables and sit down and um, 
just kind of enjoy their morning a bit. Uh, would I be able to ascern, uh, ascertain, sorry, uh, the the status, wealthy status uh, of the either of these people? Uh, do they look? Do any of them look like they have any kind of money? For sure. Um, looking them up and down, the older gentleman, at first glance, probably not. That being said, you also kind of game recognizes game and you can see the little mm. things like the way he's holding himself and the way he checks things like this guy's been around the block a couple times so if he does have a, a, a hefty purse he's probably very good at hiding it um, so that's a bit of a crapshoot mm. the the halfling couple don't seem to be very like well off in looking at their clothes or whatnot. They just seem to be very enthusiastic um, sure. and uh, and kind of oblivious to their surroundings. Uh, I'm going I'm to avoid you two. I don't know what you've... Uh, <laughs> you look uh, a little too happy for my liking. <laughs> Surprised you're up and down here that early, to be honest. But uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, After a couple of minutes, uh, the innkeeper pops out and has a plate with sausage and eggs and uh, uh, there's a little bit of fish that's been fried up. And he's like... It's not a ton. We we were kind of low, but um, hopefully that'll that'll get you by. Hey, um, look, I, I very much appreciate it, very much. Hope you enjoy. Um, and yeah, he, he sets ask. down coffee as well. And he's like, I I didn't get your drink order, but uh, if you need anything else, let me know. Now this is perfect. This is perfect. Can I ask you really quickly? Um, sure. It's, it's a sort of a strange collection of folks you seem to have coming through here, and why here? Uh, it's very rare to see a taverns in. <laughs> Is this a popular highway, or do you just sort of collect strays? It, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a question I've been asking myself for quite some time. Um, I, you'd have to ask my grandfather who, who decided to build the place here. There, are, there is a little bit of a, uh, a market that gets set up sometimes. There are folks who live nearby. Um, but it, it is an interesting location in that it is sort of halfway in between Trawbridge and Inaport. Um, so we do get traders coming through. We also, eh, this is kind of hard to explain. Do you, you know what the planes of existence are? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We also get people coming through from there quite often. I, there's oh. something about this spot that, you know, when when things shift with a storm or whatnot, as, as, as we all know they do, um, they, they tend to land here and we kind of help them get back on their feet sometimes. None of, none of these folk, as far as I know, <laughs> are yeah. in that boat. But, um, and yes, I mean, obviously things with the elves have been tense in the past, but um, we're near the elven kingdom as well. So it, it's been interesting for trade. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, uh, I think that might be my next stop. Um, a little bit of a tricky one, but we'll, we'll see. Um, interesting, inter, interdimensional travelers. What a what an, incre what an incredibly interesting line of work. Um, Anyone come through recently? Oh, goodness. Um, a couple. Um, we had a... a, a, a <laughs> well, we, the most recent visitor was um, uh, a pair of twins that came through one at a time and kind of missed each other. Um, very odd, strange story. We've had clerics and holy people. We've had thieves and adventurers. It's, it's quite the, we had a vampire once. Um, it's quite <laughs> wow. eclectic. Wow. Okay. Uh, thieves, you say I should probably, uh, hold onto my wallet. <laughs> oh no, 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 nothing to worry about. Everyone, everyone that, uh, around here is, is as honest as a, honest as a summer day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Me too. 
Me too. As he's standing here talking with you, so you still have your disguised self up, correct? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. What what form did you take? Just like basically looking almost exactly the same. Um, uh, just uh, it it's just like a, hu a very like more like much more humanoid form. Just basically hiding the fur, fur bulk edges is the, sure. the you know so still kind of dark uh, uh, black skin and sort of but the ears aren't sort of you know the cow sort of like ears sure. just sort of normal ears and uh, you know the hair stays the same. It's just like long kind of uh, uh, like dreads at the back and. And yeah, uh, and so, and still has like the glasses and the clothes and stuff are the same. It's very much just a uh, kind of, uh, and, and I reckon he probably maybe appears like a tiny bit shorter than he okay. actually is because okay. furbogs are quite tall. So quite tall. He's, he's probably just like an even 6'5 or something as opposed to like a 7'1. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's how he's appearing, I think, right now. Okay. Um, the innkeeper kind of finishes up conversation with you and, and, heads back to, to do his work over the course of the next hour or so as you eat um, a couple more folks come downstairs someone comes into the building um, and grabs breakfast they all seem uh, the person who comes in seems to be on like you know first name basis with with the staff uh, and with the innkeeper uh, and the kitchen staff so you, you reckon perhaps a local um, and yeah people kind of come and go and and eventually leave the the the, the room and there is uh, one older woman uh, who kind of parks herself near the fire and is knitting um, and innkeeper brings her a tea and, and some, some biscuits. But for the most part, it's you hear people kind of outside congregating perhaps for that market he was talking about, but it's, it's not a terribly busy environment. Okay. Okay. I might uh, go and talk to this, this older gentleman. Uh, I think I might just sort of uh, close the book wheel around sort of on my on my uh, bench and sort of see if I can catch his eye and just sort of uh, friend would you mind if I uh, joined you uh, uh, I suppose so thanks and I'll wait my way over plunk myself down and go <clears throat> no uh, no disrespect intended and if I'm off the mark then please feel free to uh, alert me to my transgressions but um Something about you feels oddly familiar to me. <laughs> a certain way you carry yourself. Oh, uh, well, I've uh, been around for a while, but uh, I, don't, I don't think we've ever met, friend. Oh, no, I don't think we've ever met. I uh, merely mean I wonder if we've come from a similar line of work or, or uh, at least entertainment. <laughs> Are you dropping any other types of... Yeah, I think thieves I might, can't or yeah, hints I think I or might throw a little here. bit of thieves can't uh, as I'm sort of throwing out there. Um, be like, uh, are you? And I'll I'll sort of yeah, in, I'll try and hide in that um, a sort of um, what do uh, yeah uh, what like what brings you to this area? I'll try and hide uh -huh. or what okay. brings you to this area in thieves can't and see if he picks up. Okay, <clears throat> he kind of gives a little bit of a look, kind of. There's a long pause as he as he kind of squints and looks you up and down, and then he just goes, "I've uh, I've not heard that type of talk in a while." Hmm. Interesting. What's your business, friend? Um, honestly, a bit of a drifter. I um had a uh, contract con, a little sour, shall we say, and now I'm uh. 
Well, I'm on one of those really kind of stereotypical redemption paths. You know what I mean? One of those really big, tall tales of the bard where you always go on about someone who's lost all credibility and on their road to redemption. All that kind of rubbish. Mm. I, um, I need a, you know, uh, a big win, shall we say. And in that, I'll be like, <laughs> I'll, I'll hide in Thieves' Cant. Uh, um, uh, I got I got screwed over, and yep. now I'm looking for a big score. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, he continues to, like, take his time with his replies, uh, and it's almost uncomfortable a little bit, and you even being a very seasoned um, professional, mm. like, can feel him, like, pouring into your, stole, your soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he just goes, Rage, you're not going to find much of a big win in these parts. You're going to need to find yourself in... Larger waters, if you catch my drift. Yeah, I think I do. So, if you don't mind me asking, I'll go back to my original question. Is there a particular reason that you find yourself here? Are you not? You look like someone who has travelled in much larger waters, if you catch my drift. Mm, I've kept mostly to the outskirts, honestly. Been to the capital a couple times, but... I made my home for a while down south, and, uh, well, when everything started to go to hell, yeah, it was uh, a couple years ago, I, uh, well, put on my walking shoes and made my way around. Yeah. Odd that. Turned the whole world upside down, didn't it? And, uh, yeah, never quite recovered. I feel like people just seem to go a little, um, I don't know take it a little too seriously I never spend too much time looking up you know you gotta focus on what the road ahead and uh, the sky it's a scary place there's a lot of stuff out there people get used to it people get used to anything true true but uh yeah so you what'd you do useful. to what'd you do to fall on such hard times you know um mix with the wrong people and um find yourself maybe maybe trusting a little too much people screw you over every time <laughs> don't they just don't they just uh, but you know we, we learn from those lessons and we move on don't we <laughs> hmm. yeah well young man uh, I wish you luck and he kind of gives you a long pointed stare and he's kind of, you're getting the sense that he's like, um, either engage with me in something like e- either give me a reason to keep mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or leave me to my breakfast. Sure. Um, he's, sure. he doesn't seem much for, he doesn't seem unfriendly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, but he certainly seems not one for small talk. Okay. Okay. Uh, he, I'll, I'll get up to leave and just turn back and say, if, um, if I did happen to find some uh, some work, is that anything would it, would interest you in the future? Uh, I'm an honest man. I'm always looking for an honest day's work. Then honest it shall be. Thank you very much for your time. Mm. I'll uh, make my way back and to. And you uh, catch kind of yeah. in the in the <laughs> conversations of honesty. Uh, yeah, definitely some some sly language back to you that yeah. uh, this job would be anything but <laughs> yes exactly yeah the, the less honest the more the more interested he is right <laughs> exactly <laughs> um the couple uh the halfling couple 
because uh, you went over and talked to, to this gentleman before mm. everybody kind of filed out. The halfling couple does not notice any of it, even though you're the only other people talking right now and probably they could have eavesdropped. They are yeah. just engrossed in each other and they're, I mean, it is getting sappy. They're giving each other little nose rubs and, <sighs> and everything and feeding each other little bits of bacon and it's it's disgusting. Mm. Mm. I have a... I'll just, I'll just like give a little call out and say, excuse me, um, some people are trying to eat their breakfast. I have a barrel of rotting fish over there and I can guarantee you it's less disgusting. Please, if you uh, could just tone it down a little bit. <laughs> sorry, sorry, honeymoon. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, good, good. I, I needed to know that information. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she kind of like pokes him in the ribs and is like, stop it. And he's like, what? <clears throat> sorry, did you say something? No, sorry, sorry, friend. Uh, you sure? It sounded like you said something. Uh, no. No? They're like, their demeanor's changing as you continue to confront them, and they're like looking a little like, do we have a problem? <laughs> I'll just sort of saunter over a little bit and just go, I just want to double check. There was definitely no problem here. Uh, no, no, sir. Enjoy your breakfast. Nah, good. Nah, I'm just checking. You're fine. <laughs> I'll go and sit back down and just chuckle to myself. <laughs> and like... The giggling and the conversation from over there gets real quiet. And they just kind of like silently eat their breakfast and then file out afterwards. <laughs> I'll put my big boots on the table and just lean back. <sighs> Peace and quiet. <laughs> Peace and quiet. Um, the innkeeper comes back in uh, a little while later and he's like, um, so what do you think of the book? Yeah. It's um, a little flowery for my tastes. I prefer... Things a little bit more. He embellishes a yeah. lot. Sometimes plain language is the best. Yes, exactly. Plain language, literally. <laughs> if you, you know, very, yeah. very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yes. Uh, will you be spending a night here? Uh, should I get you a room or will you be on your way? Um, if you have room, friend, then yes. I think I, um, I, think I will. Okay. I, I do. I've got I've got one room one room left uh, for tonight. We've we're a little busy uh, with with travelers, but um, not too bad. Sure. Listen, I'm um uh, in the uh, market, shall we say, for uh, individuals, um, adventuring types. If you see anyone, if anyone comes by this evening, please feel free to uh, let them know that uh, I might have a uh, a quest. <laughs> you know, just the there's a um, I received word of an elven village not too far from here, which is in some danger, and I'm on my way to investigate it. But I have have had a rotten luck trying to trying to find anyone on these roads. They are not. He just kind of like he's like slowly sitting down in the chair opposite <laughs> you while you say this. And he's like, "Are you an adventurer?" Um, yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. I certainly, if I if I hear of anyone looking for work, I'll let them know. But what what's going on with the, with the village? Well, I think it might be a wraith. Have you heard of a wraith before? I have. That's that's terrifying. Yeah, it's dangerous. Very dangerous. And, and I think and uh, it, it kind of makes sense to me now that you've made this. Uh, that you've spoken about all these interdimensional travelers coming through. I mean, it makes sense. It's not just you know kind interdimensional tourists coming through. I mean, there's other things sometimes. Yeah, it's not everything that comes through has good intentions. Exactly. You know, a lot of these elven t towns and villages, I don't think they're as prepared for uh, 
conflict as perhaps we are down in the south, you know. <laughs> Tough as scrubs down there, you know, and we're, we're ready for anything, but uh, but up here, no, not so much. And... Uh, well, it's not, a, it's not a soft life up here in the cold. No, 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 no. Sorry, it wasn't, wasn't implying it was soft. No, 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 no. Not at all, not at all. Uh, maybe I'll give him like a firm pat on the shoulder. <laughs> no, no, you're not soft. No, 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 you're good, you're good. But like a little, he's a little, bit he's, too... a little he's a little wimpy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> definitely a little too firm. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just, yeah. to, just to reassert any dominance I, I might have lost in that interaction. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I was uh, I had taken to bed a fellow adventurer, and you know, pillow talk happens. And um, they told me of, uh, of this of this town being troubled, and I thought to myself, well, maybe I could do some some good in a new area, you know. I've I'd, I've been burnt down there, and I felt why not go where it's a little colder, eh? Can't get can't get burnt up here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, unless of course a firestorm comes through with one of the one of the plane shifts that's that's fire, you know, fire, like has like a fire a thousand foot stare and he's kind of like that's happened before um right firestorm okay. well the i mean the the elven borders are still it's tenuous do you are you planning on sneaking in or um well as an adventurer you know you you tend to um acquire certain skills which make it you know uh easier for you to travel and you know i don't have a a large reputation, but I, I do have some some uh, notoriety in certain circles. And like I said, someone I knew, uh, hopefully, uh, will be there and uh, assist me. <laughs> well, what? I, forgive me for asking, but I, I'm infinitely curious. Uh, anytime an adventurer comes through, what 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 are those skills? What what do you have a story? Do you, what are some of the <laughs> the adventures you've been on? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm not going anywhere right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, uh, you see, I, I, the, what I tend to do is... Um, I, I don't put much care for power structures, and um, I, I always taken quite to heart those who have a lot and don't give to the many. Mm. Um, and so some may even look at my some of my past deeds is uh well nefarious or illegal which is bold as all i've ever done really is looked to enrich those who are who don't have their way in life but maybe still hold that same work ethic that same pure heart of heartness that we do you know as i can tell that you do as a He's a good man, you know, who reads good books. Uh, decent books. Decent books, decent yeah, books. yeah, decent books. <laughs> I'm sure you read better books than this. That was the assumption that I was making. If I can the... find them, you, Well, yes. true, yeah. Well, tell you what, if on my way back I manage to find myself a good book, I'll make sure to swing by and drop you one off. Oh, gods, if you found an elven book, I would pay handsomely for that. You would pay handsomely for an elven book? I, I would. Hmm. Interesting. Would you potentially exchange this book uh, and uh, on the promise that I returned with an elven one? Um, I haven't quite finished that one yet, and I, even if it is a bit trite, I, mm. I do want to finish it. Okay, okay. Well, if you change your mind before tomorrow, before I leave, then let me know. Okay. 
Um, so yes, uh, I, uh, I like to um, I like to reward those who I deem as down on their luck. Uh, and in my and in Blaven's head, Blaven's just thinking, and that person is of course me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't voice that out loud, obviously. <laughs> um, and yeah, he uh, just says. So what kind of stories do you find the most entertaining? Battles? Uh, espionage? I've, I mean, I've done it all. I even, uh, <laughs> I, even, uh, I even bedded a prince once. It was quite entertaining. He was a, a very oh, interesting fellow. <laughs> That's, uh, well, we've, we've had everything. Come, stories be told from, from combat to love and love lost. Um, we had someone... Tell a story of a of a ball where they they did some subterfuge for blackmail once. That was quite fascinating. Um, wow, yeah. I don't know. A little bit of everything. Yeah, that is very interesting. I um <laughs> does I I do one particular story does come to my mind actually, and part of the reason why I showed an interest in the book, you see, I um I remember the day that you know the skies opened. We yes, were, yeah. We're, we were the, uh, a day away from a, a rather large score, shall we say. And um, when uh, when we heard it and saw it and people started sort of flooding into the streets and just staring aghast up, me and a <laughs> good friend of mine and uh, and my uh, and my little tree, I have a little, I had a little tree where I used to, I used to speak to it. A whole thing doesn't even have to get into it. Really handy though, actually. By the way, if you can ever speak to the plants, they they really can tell you some so many fascinating secrets. Um, strange little voices though they've got. It's very uh you know. <laughs> anyway, um, it was uh when it when this all this all started happening and everyone seemed to be affixed, you know, with what was going on. We um <laughs> we thought well, why not you know. Bring forward the timeline, shall we say. And yeah. uh, I'll never forget it. It was wild. We walked into a royal castle. Not even disguised. Just walked in. There was pandemonium. No one People stopped you. running all over the place, asking what was going on, not knowing. Questions. Is this the end of days? All of that stuff. We just walked in. It was unbelievable. We had a guard come up to us and said, excuse me, do you mind if I borrow your sword? I've lost mine. Gave him the sword. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's nothing compared to what we're going to get. And while everyone else was too busy worrying about something else, we uh, we walked in, found our way into a royal bedroom. I remember I found this, I saw this kind of crocheted egg. It was this beautiful, ornate, gem-encrusted creation. And I thought, that could feed so many people. Again, in my head, it could feed me for so long. <laughs> <laughs> so many Blavins. So many, yeah, so many Blavins. And um, I thought, oh, I'll have me some of that. So I grabbed this egg. We get out of there and we're there drinking in the tavern and getting all our drinks for free because tavern owner, he's outside looking up as well. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. 
one of the best days. I will say, as a fellow tavern owner, I hope you left some coin at oh, the end of all that. Trust me. I mean, it wasn't my coin, but of course, you know, I absolutely left some. Uh, I think actually we left like a, a pure golden goblet or something behind. It was uh, we'd been drinking out of it all night, but I'm pretty sure that's, it still worked. That's pretty fair penny. trade, so, indeed. You know, and um, I'll never forget because what happened, right? As we're uh, we're in this tavern and everything's kicking off. This um, this chef comes out. He's effing and blinding and wondering why no one's coming in, no one's buying the food. And he puts down this big barrel filled with fish. Uh, and he says, would you mind watching that for a minute? And I can't tell you why. There was just something spoke to me in that moment. It almost felt like a lucky charm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and... Um, so I took that barrel of fish, I stashed the egg in it, and, um, well, actually, that's the barrel over there. And I'll point towards the door. Oh, that, I hope the fish aren't in it still. <laughs> Some of them, a lot of them I've oh. eaten, I've replaced them, I have replaced, you know, eaten and replaced, and you know oh, what I mean? Oh, okay. And it's okay. more water than fish, and you know what I mean? I was going to say, that was two years ago, two-year-old fish. Oof. Yeah, no, that would be, that would be rough. No. Uh... Yeah, and then <laughs> the, the, the funniest part is that egg started speaking to me. You would never believe it. It'd be first, it'd start off in the evening, and you'd be lying in the bed, tossing and turning or whatever, and then a little voice, a little voice here, a little voice there. Huh. And this is the truly wild part, my friend. This wasn't just a crocheted egg. Someone had stuck jewels on the side of a dragon's egg. Oh. And this dragon was speaking to me through the egg as an infant. Absolutely horrifying when you realised, uh, when I realised what it was. So, uh, yeah, naturally I, uh, been on a bit of a, uh, quest, you know, to try and uncover maybe where the dragon egg is from or... Uh, you know. Did it did it hatch? So this is where things get a little bit complicated. You know that friend I said I was with? Uh-huh. Yes. Well, they didn't know it was a dragon egg, they didn't know it was alive, and they stole it from me and a lot of my stuff. So but not my not not my barrel. Not my proceedings. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? See that's what that's why I know it's just it's a good luck. That's the one thing of all the ups and downs I've had in my life. The barrel Man, that barrel has been been good to me. And useful. Very surprisingly useful, actually, a barrel full of fish. So, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But, um, and like, I'm going to sort of give a little squint and just, I'm going to, I think I'm just going to try and suss out whether I can trust this guy. Okay. He seems very, like he's leaning in, he's listening to the story. He doesn't seem very, like, you know, taken aback by, you know, your tale of thievery. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. He just seems very, there's almost a childlike aspect of just mm. listening to a good story and kind of being enraptured by it. So, if, to tell you the truth, the, uh, the wraith, it's, um, might be someone I know. <laughs> oh. You see, I did a bit of digging after I found the egg went and started talking to some people and they told me of draconic curses these um 
uh, sort of slightly ill-tempered dragons that would, uh, uh, let's say, bestow upon those who tried to steal from them ill fortune. <laughs> and at which point I decided, okay, best to probably just get rid of the egg. <laughs> then the egg disappears, my friend disappears, all of my stuff, etc., etc. Ill fortune for you. Yes, exactly. But so are you cursed by a dragon? Well, this is the thing. I don't think I am anymore because I'm no longer in possession of it. Oh. But I think my friends might have gotten themselves into a bit of trouble. Um, in fact, you haven't happened to see a uh, a tiefling. Uh, quite short, about, I don't know, five, four-ish. Um, dark burgundy skin. Uh, little chip on the top of the top right horn. No? No bells? Mm, can't say I have. We, we, I, we have a couple tieflings who live nearby, but... None that match that description. Hmm. I mean, he's a very wiry fellow, so I don't know if uh, he'd have come around in plain sight. Hmm. Um, but anyway, I have a f- sneaky feeling that he may be the one that is uh, cursed by this thing. And um, he didn't... Uh, I followed his trail for a little while and heard stories and people were sort of started saying how yeah, they had seen this tiefling who was acting erratically and scratching at his neck and, you know, just not looking all that healthy. And then mm. headed in that direction and, and an area where I know he had a lot of interest in inside the Elven Kingdom suddenly starts... Suddenly I start hearing all these stories about this sort of red wraith devil yeah. creature. And I'm like, okay, well... That sounds similar, and, uh, well, you know, I'm not one to let go of a grudge. So, it's a character flaw of mine, honestly. I probably should just let it go and you know, move <laughs> on with my life, but... Uh, well, we all have our flaws. Yeah, indeed. What are your flaws, then, friend, if we all have them? Uh, cowardice. No, I'm kidding. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> uh, you don't look I... like much of a coward to me. I think you could be oh. an adventurer yourself if you wanted to be. Uh, no, uh, I've thought about it, but uh, this is, I think, more my speed. And he kind of waves around to the to the inn mm-hmm. about him. Sure. But it is a fascinating tale and one that, well, I hope you survive and are able to come back and tell the full story of. Because mm. it sounds like there's there's more to come. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, and I'll I'll look around, and I'll just like I'll boop myself on my cow nose, and just like my head will revert back to being like a furball, and, and he I'll... like whoa whoa <laughs> oh uh, <sighs> sorry I assumed you'd be used to the magic given the uh... uh yes but just quite quite uh so sorry just quite sudden not expecting that um sure. Oh, goodness, you are very tall. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you've been looking uh, into my sort of neck slash chest for the last... Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Is that rude? No, no, not at all. That was intentional. So, you know. Okay. uh, And please don't uh, think wrong of me to come under such guises. Merely Uh, just a precautionary measure. Your business is your business. Um, No matter how you look, you're welcome here. (laughs) Well, now my business is your business. And if you tell anyone, then I will be returning and putting you inside my barrel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got it um kind of like looks at the barrel and looks at you and <laughs> is like kind of taken aback a little bit but he's like he stands up and kind of dusts himself off and just goes right um 
I just remembered. I'm I'm so sorry. Um the the key that I gave you for the room, um, I gave you the wrong one. And he goes back and grabs a new key and swaps out. He's like, the the key I gave you before that that that, that room uh, has a very bad leak, but this one this one's open. Oh, and is in tip top shape. I I uh, appreciate that. Thank you very much. No problem. And um, I will be sure to uh, return and report more about my uh, my tales. I look forward to hearing them. Hmm. Yeah. The rest of the day goes by and you head to the market and get some items, perhaps by pain, perhaps by not. Uh, absolutely not. No way. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a constant stream of here's your gold, handing it to them and then immediately trying to sort of like slight of handding it back out of their pockets or wherever <laughs> cash it, like, you know, wherever they've put it. Uh, maybe with a couple extra coins thrown in for, for good measure. Because uh, sure. I'll need some money where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, you head back to the tavern, to the inn, trudge up the stairs. Oh, can I actually? Can I? Can I have search for an elven book? Uh, yes, you can. Um, however, unfortunately, reading material in this little town is sure. very hard to come by, um, and especially in the elven language. But perhaps where you're going. Mm. But you come up to the second floor and find your room, uh, which is labeled on the little tag that is attached to the key. And as you turn the lock and open it up, you look to the side as you hear uh, a key being put into the door next to you and realize very quickly that you have been put in the room right next to the honeymooning couple. (sighs) And they just look and say, oh, well, have a good evening, friend. And then they quickly into the room. <laughs> I think uh, I I walk I walk immediately into the room. Uh, uh, I I bang on the wall and I say, "If I hear so much as a whisper, I promise you that you will be on an infinite honeymoon in the never-ending plane of wherever the fuck we go after we die." Do I make myself clear? There's just silence from the other side. <laughs> <sighs> I'll prop my barrel up against the door and go sleep. <laughs> I feel as if I had let him. Blavin would have gotten myself and everyone in the inn caught up in some sort of scam or ruckus. He certainly seems to have lived an adventureful life. And I did appreciate the conversation, even if he put me on my heels a little bit. The inn is a place for all to rest, no matter what shenanigans they get up to when they leave these doors. Still, I had to comp the newlywed couple for a night in order to calm their nerves. Oh, and those chickens I mentioned earlier? Well, they arrived, and I've been had, as upon closer inspection. They are roosters, every one of them. I'll write to you soon, and with a story that truly changes the trajectory of my life in this place. Till then. (laughs) 